podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Boom, we're on. And welcome to Around the Table, guys. Yep. Three guys who's been on the podcast before. Three guys who I respect very highly. Mm-hmm. Yourself, Louis. Like, you bank robber, you and your dad, in and out of prison, 17 years. Mike, running about Birmingham, Hansworth, rough area. You and your brothers, mad stories, deaths, shooting, stabbings. Quince, Uzi out, spraying at the coppers. Mm, yeah. 16 years, 15 years in prison. 14. Yeah, so I think... These kind of conversations that change the game, mm-hmm. educational, like positive. I know a lot of people want to hear the guts and the glory, but we're here to change people's lives. We've mm-hmm. got to change our own lives, first of all. But I believe these conversations can make waves and mm-hmm. we'll watch for many years to come. But first and foremost, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, yeah. man. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having us yeah, back, James. Yeah. How's things been? How are you handling things being out of prison now? Yeah, things are getting a lot easier for me now. Um, I've been out of prison exactly a year, like a couple of days ago. I'm I'm still adjusting, but I feel mm. like I'm slowly finding my feet now, and I I could just tell something good's starting to happen for me now. You know, mm-hmm. being consistent with everything I'm doing and that. Yeah, good. Mm. Yourself, your brothers, Jirel, and that massive respect that you led that life for many years. You've changed that MMA fighter. That how's life treating you now? Not too bad, man. I can't complain. I feel blessed for real. You know, uh, a lot of stuff in the pipeline. You know, um, you know, you know, I'm coming to the tail end of my MMA career. I'm still still got a couple of fights coming up. One coming up in February, I'll plug that a bit later. But doing a few things, you know, my brothers and I, we're looking to start a, a podcast, the Linwood Show. And, you know, half of that is because you were kind of, um, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? You, you kind of helped to see that we can be a lot more mm-hmm. than, you know, a lot of potential, the potential that we have, you know what I mean? Um, we got those shows coming up. I got one coming up with my, my son. You know, the Unison Sun show. So we got a few things in the pipeline, man. We've got a few things. We'll be able to talk about those. Got into acting, you know, doing a few things in that, that front as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I can't I can't complain. I can't yeah, complain, good, man. man. Really grafting. Yeah. Quince, what about yourself? I, saw, I, do, I got a drama series as well, so we can talk still. Yeah. I've got a few roles for you. Yo, 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 yeah, and you as well. <laughs> yeah. And what I saw that earlier oh, on. Okay, then. But yeah, I got I got quite a few. I've got my new podcast out, QB or Not To Be, and another giant podcast that I do with Yami B is coming out Christmas Day so Shout out a lot to look B. forward to you know what I mean so yeah. that's yeah. just what I'm saying like you've been in a prison your whole life you've seen death you've seen the guts you've seen the bad shit in life but like Brixton and, and uh, Battersea has got a lot of grievances over yeah, the years over and the still years. has but mm. how is it like we're used to the Jews know each other Um, he's a bit older than me I've, yeah, always, I've than always known of him to be mm. honest Um, and he, got, he goes around with people that I know anyway so Simply got the same, same circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, how is it with Battersea and Brixton now? Is there still a lot of violence? Nah, there's not really no violence like that anymore. Maybe between young people, but I don't really hear about it nowadays. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I feel the older lot are slowly coming away from it. Yeah. I've, I've seen certain people who I used to have trouble mm-hmm. growing up, and we kind of acknowledge each other now. Not mm-hmm. that we have to be friends, but just a little, just a little nod and just carry on walking. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. What about the gang culture in, in Birmingham when you were growing up, Mike? You know, very similar to these guys. Um, when we were younger, it was wild, like wild. You would genuinely be thinking, well, should I go there? Because this and this can literally happen any minute, like flashpoint. Um, but as we've gotten older, much like these guys, um, I think people's lives are taking them in different directions. Mm. We see people now that we used to have literal like life and death beef with, and you just 
you're good. We talk to each other. We, mm. you know what I mean? And, and, and there's a mutual respect amongst each other because you, you respect what each other's been through and that you've mm -hmm. made it through to the other side. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Now, conversely, the young guys, they're still a little bit wild and mm. they don't play by the same rules we used to. You know, um, it, for, for want of a better phrase, when I say rules, you know, there were certain things that we, we, we did and we didn't do according to the life we lived and the mm. younger guys, they don't seem to have that, that same um, hold of ethics. Yeah. What, what kind of things do you think those things are though? Um, are I, I, I was, are yeah. I, I think the difference is, you know, when we were, when we were coming up, you would respect your elders. If something got told to you by somebody who had been there, done that beforehand, mm. they said that that was, that was it, that was rule, that was mm -hmm. law. That wouldn't happen to young guys. They ain't listening to them. Mm -hmm. they, they've they've got no manners. No. Whereas as as a kid, I always had mm. manners for the old, for the older lot and that you know. Whereas these ones, they're sending for each other like on Snapchat, Instagram, and um, they don't care who your name is now. They don't care who you used to be. They're actually quite vicious. These youngsters mm -hmm. compared to how we mm -hmm. was growing up. Mm -hmm. What do you think's missing then? And the kids today, what even years back then when you were involved in that life, what do you think is the missing ingredient? Why people choose Respect. that life? Respect is definitely missing from the use, from what we used to grow up. Just like what you said, nobody's listening. So no one's going to listen if it's like a free-for-all. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I think I actually jumped into your question without even listening to the end. How was it, Stephen? Like your younger brothers, because you they kind of looked up to you, so they yeah. follow suit like a sergeant yeah, yeah. or a major, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. like, they followed you. Like, how much does that play in your mind as you get older? Part because when Jira like got stabbed and nearly died, came through it. Like, how much does that affect you? Do you still live mm. on that past sometimes, or can you forget about yeah, it? Yeah, no, you don't forget that. It's hard, isn't it? I, you know, it's hard to articulate unless you've been there and you've seen it. I tell you what's really crazy. It was only recently I realised that what we were going through wasn't normal because it's all we'd ever known. Do you know what I mean? So when we were going through it was like well that's just a Tuesday that's just a Wednesday do you know yeah, what I mean normal day. And, it's only, it's yeah, exactly. and then when, once I got older and it, it was little things like you'd be talking to somebody who mm -hmm. doesn't live in that lifestyle you mentioned something they stop and go what mm -hmm. and it, it dawned on me like oh, actually what I'm talking about isn't normality mm -hmm. that's crazy this is, this is this is you know as far from the norm as you can get mm -hmm. um, but to go back to what you were saying when you that's my baby brother do you know what I mean and I say this to him all the time, I used to change his nappies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So when I'm looking at my little brother that I love and would give my life for something like that happened to him, um, you don't forget that. You, you never forget it. You know what I mean? Even if you feel like we've moved past it, you don't forget that. Like, come, it flashes back to me all the time, you know? And it's part of it's an, an accumulation of decisions I made and they are looking up to me, but at the same time, at the time, you don't, you're not thinking, oh, they're looking up to me, so I need to make better decisions because you, you, you think you're smart, but you're not as smart as you could be or you will be once you've gotten older, but you hope you're going to be once you've gotten older and you have a lot more lived experience. Do you know what I mean? Um, um, so, yeah. What about yourself, Louis? Because I know when I had you on the podcast, somebody tried to kill you, shoot you, but they shot the bouncer right through the nut, like, how because you just says that was the first you actually had to google that because you thought you'd made it up the amount of, the amount this is crazy like the amount of times <laughs> i've nearly been shot yeah like i remember just standing there how many times have you been shot i've not been shot i've managed to oh. dodge him like my oh, really? brother's been hit a few times mm. when we've been with each other but 
I was so confused by this situation. I actually Googled it. I was thinking, this, did this really happen? Or am I just going mad? It actually did happen. Like, I was actually there. I actually stepped over him, like... And even my brother's situation being stopped, uh, um, shot five times and that as well. Mm. Like, I actually Googled these things. Like, I needed it to make sense because I was mm. really confused. Mm. But I think what these communities are missing out on is youth clubs. Mm. I always had a youth club growing up around here. Mm. They're, they're missing uh, role models. Um, someone who can actually make these kids see their own potential, you know, because there's some talented kids mm. around here who can either rap, sing, dance, some, um, some acting. We need to make them realise their potential and give them a bit of confidence to really try and make a push for themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you think it just comes down to that, though, the opportunities that are around them? Yeah, definitely. There's there's not much opportunities. Like on my, I've, I live on a very big estate around mm. there. There's not one youth club. Mm. They mm. took the football pen away. There's not a football pen on the estate. Where do they expect these mm. kids to go? They're going to go to the fifth floor of the blocks, chilling yeah. out, smoking up there. Yeah. See, so what, you're involved in that life, Quinn's mm. that. What was going through your nut when you started shooting at the coppers? The what? The the you know the the thing before I get to that the one thing that I find is is it's hard and it's very confusing is you see when you're when you're living that life what's good is is made to seem bad and what's bad is made to seem good so that's where the confusement is so mm-hmm. me even trying to talk to my brother on a level and say I've got a problem I wouldn't do that because then I think big bro might think I'm weak. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh. When really I've got a problem mm. and I need him to talk to him about it. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? And then I might I might want to be kind to him. And a man be like, oh, that's that's some that's some weak behaviour. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's kind of this distortion of what's good and what's right and what's wrong and what's bad. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? That needs to kind of get sorted out, I think. Yeah. Do you know How I mean? lost do you think you are when you're like I say you're taking car chases, you're shooting at the police like yeah. do you look back then no, and think it's like what you said, no, I think that's normal. I think that's normal. I'm not trying to go to prison, so I'm going to start shooting at police at the same time because I just think that's normal. I don't want to go to prison. Mm. I'm not thinking, oh, God, I need to throw it out because I need to um, get rid of the gun. The only way I think I can get out is shooting at them. So that's just normal. That's what I'm saying. Bad is good and good is bad. Do you know what I mean? So like what you said, people might think, the thing I'm talking about might seem like like it's crazy to someone else. To me, that's normal. He's I thought it was normal yeah, at the time, anyway. He's questioning your sanity, basically think he's possibly could be insane. E- even when I hear, oh, so-and-so's so so. been yeah. shot, it's it's just, don't, it doesn't phase me. Oh, is it? No mm. way. Is he good? Or it just, that seems normal. Mm-hmm. And I know deep down it's not normal, mm. you know? Mm. I always knew I wasn't crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, they used to, I don't know if we said, did we mention this on the last podcast? I can't remember. So, they used to call me Mad Mickey Two Guns. And I hated that they were calling me mad. So I'm like, I'm not mad. I, I know every single thing I'm doing, every every single thing I did and that I was a part of was genuinely calculated. Every mm. single part of it. There was no random of just every single thing I thought about thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I was always one of those kind of people. Mm-hmm. So I can take ownership of that now and take accountability and say, look, all those things that I did that I'm not particularly proud of. And I've said this before, my, my son didn't even know. I used to hide all this stuff. He only mm-hmm. knew once he came up and saw what was going on on the podcast last time. Because when I changed the direction of my life, I tried to keep those things away from the people that I loved and that I cared about that were around me. But now that I'm older, wiser, take accountability and understand what I was doing and the psychology behind what I was doing, I can tell you right now, I, every single thing I did, I did on purpose. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get that. Uh, see your kids and stuff. Like, how hard is it once they get older and see the rep- rep- reputation that their dad had, thinking they could possibly follow suit? Like, does that become a problem? It does. If so, I actively tried to ensure that he didn't know that element of my life mm. because I didn't want my son to grow up and be a prick. Right. And I know you all know these guys, right? Where they, whether it's the kids or the little brother, or whatever, and they grow up and they're, they're telling you, uh, oh, do you know who my dad is? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. I never wanted my son yeah. to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I wanted my son to live a good, clean, healthy life. And I have to give his mother a lot of praise for this because she really enforced that with an iron fist. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even when I was still in that transitional period. Of, of trying to change my life. She just laid down the law. Do you know what I mean? Now, my son's a good kid. And um, that was a fear of mine. And it was part of the reason why I knew I, I kind of had to change direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How was it in Brixton as well? Quince, mm. when you're... Because your dad, is it Vince? He's Vince, a top uh, boy in Brixton. Dad, yeah. He's very well known. Mm-hmm. Like, how much does that then play a mind? And did you have to live up to that reputation? Does that become harder? Not really. It was a bit different because, like I said, I got... I got thrown at the home, the family home, innit? So I was hanging around in Brixton, but I was kind of on the run from him. So really his friends, if they see if they see me, they report to him. So I wasn't getting no perks mm. of, you know, like him being my stepdad. I was more like, I got extra policemen looking for me basically. And all of his friends in the community. So anytime they see me, they report to him. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a thing of, you know, I get a pound or I get patted on my back or, or look after him, he's Fingy Bob's son. It wasn't really like that. No one wasn't around, no one wasn't allowed to look after me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it was a bit different. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of by myself. Because yourself, Lewis, you went on jobs with your dad, Robin mm-hmm. Banks. Like, that's a different end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. hiding from his and you're working with yours. Like, how, when people look at that and think that, your dad's probably think he's protecting you. Because you're going to do the job anyway. I, I would have done understand? it regardless yeah. with, with my dad or without. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, obviously, you know the story already. My dad's been in prison majority of my life anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I've always been a bit of a grafter. And he just kind of thought, you know what? He's going to do it regardless anyway. You know, mm. um, As much as he didn't want me to do it, he knew I was still going to do, do it with or without him anyway. You know, mm. um, But he, he always tried to push me the other way. Lou, go and get a trade. But I found it hard. You're telling me mm. to go and get a trade, dad. But you're not working a nine to five either. Mm. So why am I going to do, how that? to do that? You've not shown me how to do it. So um, that's the only thing I will say, like, which stopped me from getting a nine to five. But at the same time, you did try and push me. I just, it wasn't happening, you know. Mm. You think but, if you saw your old man doing the trade himself, that you might have gone in that direction? Definitely, because I've always looked up to my dad. Like, mm. I think my dad's mm. like wicked, like loving me as well, mm. respected, like yeah, yeah. around London and stuff. So I probably would have followed what he done, yeah. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I'm not. I can't blame him for everything because I've got a lot of. Fr- you can have been before or after. Do you reckon you'd have followed him after? Sometimes when you get a taste of it, there's no going back. Yeah, because remember, I've been in prison before for cash and transits, mm-hmm. and that was without my dad. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so he knew what I was getting up to, but he was in prison already doing like a ten and a half some firearm mm-hmm. charges before that. Um, I think when my dad was so, so well respected, I kind of wanted that as well, you know. Mm. It's only, it's only like now I'm like 36 and I'm looking back thinking, Lou, man, mm-hmm. you, I've actually I've actually got potential, which I can actually see now. Mm-hmm. I just wish I had it back then as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think the guidance then comes into play family yep. upbringing? Yeah, d- yeah d- it definitely 100%. does. Mm-hmm. 
like like I said, I can't blame him for everything because I got I had a lot of friends who was in and out of prison and graft in a way as well. And that, you know, what about the family home, Mike? Like how hard, how much uh, influence is that to young kids? Massive, massive. It's um, I mean, we, me and my brothers, we came from a home where we were, even though the 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 marriage between my mother and father was quite dysfunctional. I told you that they were married for over 30 years. How they did that? I don't know, because the dysfunction that we saw <laughs> in the house, but you know, fair play to them. Um, we were a close-knit family, because we didn't have much. We just had each other. Do you know what I mean? And I took my, my like I said, my role as big brother real serious. And um, bec because of that, because I understood the importance of um, what the family home could play, each relationship I've had, and you know, I've had children subsequently, from that I've tried to keep that that home together you know what I mean because I understood how important that could be and I understood how it. important the influence of what you're doing mm -hmm. in that house can be do you know what I mean it is important mm -hmm. yeah. how is it for yourself that being from the broken home as well that does mm. that just set you off as a non-starter basically as a kid or did you think you had potential to do something well, obviously I was doing boxing didn't it so mm -hmm. I always thought I had potential to do something but it wasn't what I wanted to do do you know what I mean I was actually forced to do boxing so I was trying to basically living out someone else's dream. Mm -hmm. I was doing football. And then he took me out of that, put me into boxing. But I didn't like boxing. Every time I stepped in the ring, it wasn't what I wanted. You know, I didn't want to get hit in my face and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Trust. Yeah, but I had to do it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what he wanted me to do. So obviously it helped me out later on in life. But it wasn't the life that I wanted to go into mm -hmm. for that to help me anyway. So, yeah, I knew I had potential to do things, but I just... I didn't have a chance to express what I wanted to express. Yeah. See, when you're in prison and you're from a certain area, being a gang member, like, is it harder to survive or is it easier because you've got other people around you? Depends what wing you land on when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> you by yourself or you're with your man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you so. get the heads up before you get in though? Yeah, half. Um, I'll give you a situation. I got to um, HMP only 2017. And I remember um, one of our mutual friends, Dragon, Got on, uh, lucky I had him on the wing anyway. Got on the wing, and I've looked upstairs, and I've seen like six fellas. I recognised every single one of them. Not from the right block. Not from my block. I was thinking, <laughs> oh, this ain't gonna go too well, is it? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I, out, <laughs> I said, Miss, where's my cell? And she's pointed to the cell where they're all standing outside of. Mm. And you know, I thought, fuck it, I'm just gonna go up there now anyway. So I've gone in my cell, put my bags in, come back out, and I've looked at them all. I said, Do you wanna fight me? Do you wanna fight me? Mm. And anyway, uh, my pals come and intervened. But as like the days are gone, days are gone past, weeks are gone past, months are gone past, start getting a little nod of the head, little thumbs up. Mm. Started talking to a couple of them, you know. And to this day, I'm in contact with a couple of them, you know. So it just it just takes time for these things to start um, yeah. mm. cooling you, back down again. You, you know? know, when you're in that kind of environment, there's a how can I put this kind of a, a purity about that environment because you can't hide. You know, when you when you when you when you're out here. And you've got those kind of problems with people and it's genuine, it yeah. could be genuinely fatal. People can hide in their area. You never yeah. see this person for how long, mm -hmm. you know, uh, they might be with some friends when you see them next time. But when you're in that kind of environment, because it happened to me, something similar, yeah. and you're in there, it's you and them. And yeah. like, you're going to face this. Yeah. If you show any sign of weakness in that environment, it's curtains. curtains exactly. You are food for the entire prison sentence. Mm. And uh, much like you, something similar happened to me when I went in on my, my first charge. You know, my, my first charge I went in, there was an attempt attempt murder. And um, when I'd gone in, I'd gone straight into the wing where 
that whole squad is is there. Now, mm-hmm. I was, I've said this before, I've never been part of a gang. Yeah, it may have seemed that way because it's a large family and, mm-hmm. and, and a, a close-knit community where I was from, do you know what I mean? But we never actually said we were a gang. Mm-hmm. It had never happened, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So when I had gone in, you got all these people and I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, get serious. But also, at that time, my mentality was I didn't care. Like, mm-hmm. at that point, it was like, well, something's going to happen to you or it's going to happen to me. And I always had a big set of balls. So when I had gone there and I'd showed them I'm not scared, much like what happened with you, eventually it was like, peace this up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're sitting down, you, you're playing chess, you're mm-hmm. playing pool, and uh, you build a, a mutual respect because mm-hmm. you understand that this can get real between us in here or we can be men and you can hold your corner, our whole mm. mind is mutual respect. We may not ever be the best of friends, mm. but we won't bring any harm to each other unless you, you know, cross the line. You know, the wrong respect. person can always come into prison and change that though, isn't it? Yeah, they can. One yeah. wrong person. <laughs> what, what, yeah, used to, um, starter, huh? what used to be the worst? So say like we're on the wing now, we're calm, yeah. like we haven't got a problem with these guys now. We're just cracking them with our sentence. Mm. Then one of the boys, one of your own friends comes to the to the jail and he's yeah. just on the absolute madness. Yeah. So now... You're chilling with him for... You're chilling with your friends. <laughs> and then it, the drama starts all over again. Mm. So sometimes it takes for that bigger person to say, do you know what, I'm tired. I'm tired, mm-hmm. you know? But it's, it's kind of hard for people to walk away from that mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and just leave your friend. Yeah. How many mm-hmm. people were involved in Hansworth and Birmingham gangs? It was on many people, was many enemies, many other... Oh yeah, that's it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like part of the culture down there. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll never know what started it or what helps to continue, but it's very difficult for something to stop when you have a personal stake in it. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, you, you know, you, when, you, when you're telling a young man or a young woman, you know, you want to change the way you're living, you need to not do that. And they're thinking, yeah, but this person did this to my brother, this person did it to my cousin. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to tell that person what they should or shouldn't be doing. Yeah in that moment with these people that are around because those emotions are raw. It takes a lot, it takes time. Uh, something that we never do where we're from in the hood in the ghetto, we, we, there's, there's no therapy, mm. there's no counseling, there's no talking to anybody. Mm. I've never known anybody personally that has ever had any harm come about to them, be offered any therapy or counseling, anything of that nature. They've never spoken to anybody. They just kind of suck it up and the evil sink or swim. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, um, yeah, it's 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 a difficult one. It's a difficult one, and and it's it's why I personally, you know, with my lived experience, I try to talk to those young men and those young women and explain mm-hmm. to them like, look, this can go very wrong. I have been fortunate. I've been blessed where that I haven't seen the kind of physical harm certain people have seen. I haven't ended up doing life in jail. A lot of the people I grew up with, they're, they're dead or they're in prison for life. They're ne- they ain't never coming out. Do you know what I mean? And um, when I'm trying to articulate this to some of the younger people, it can be it can be difficult sometimes because some of those people are like, you're a has-been. Like, mm-hmm. You can tell me now, I'm living this now. But um, I'd like to think that mm-hmm. some of them, you know, it's getting through to some of them. Yeah. Some of the work that, you know, we've been mm-hmm. doing, doing for a little while. How hard does it, Quince, when you have to look over your shoulder if other people are trying to kill you? And- uh, when you when you first come out, it's it's difficult. But like I said, the when I first when I came out this time, they banned me from London, and so I got moved to Manchester. So that was kind of like the best thing that could happen to me. But even then, 
Even if I'm, even if you're talking to me on the street, you can see me looking left, right, left, right, left, right. Do you know what I mean? It's not easy, especially if now I can't carry a gun. Do you know what I mean? Before when I carry a gun, it's just a bit more calmer. But if I can't carry a gun, it's very difficult, man. Is that the main it's thing? Very to difficult. Have something on you every day. To yeah, have every day, every day. Once, once, once you got people shooting at you all the time, you have to find a way to, you know, kind of avoid them shooting you, and it's to buy a gun, isn't it? That's mm -hmm. the only way. I saw because at first I was just I wasn't I wasn't shooting back I was just going to parties and getting shot at it was like fun I was taking ease I was just living a good lifestyle and I just thought it was funny every day I got away but then after a while the buzz wears off and you realize people are trying to really kill you so you got to do something about it and after that month two months it happened quite quick and everything just happened quick spiral out of control and I ended up in prison so probably the best place for me at the time because I would have done something or something would happen to me so. Yeah, dead or killed someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been doing life, and I was in lo I was in prison with a lot of people who were doing that. Even those guys from Birmingham, what was he called Marcus and that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was next door to him. He said, "Not my door." I asked to play yeah, football. I was next door to that guy. Man. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I know them. I know those. Yeah, like those guys. And I spoke well. to him properly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know, like his heart's heavy yeah. and that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. How was the racism in prison as well? Where? Was that much of nah, but you know, I'm telling you, inmates. I didn't, really? I didn't I didn't see none of it. It's more like stuff. I yeah. I I I'm gonna be honest with you, I never I, I have no recollection, any memory of experiencing No, not as an adult when I was inside, no. When I was young. Yeah, when you were young? Mm. Yeah, when I was in Portland. Right. And then as you a rough to Wales. That, you know? Oh, you know what saying actually yeah. um, <laughs> I was in a um what do they call those when you just before you, you you're old enough to go into Wire? Yeah, but the like a like a yeah, one of those kind of wild things. Just before the wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a smaller yeah. one, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Some, sort some of yeah, those kind of things. I remember I was in that when I was real young. Mm -hmm. And um, I was in Liverpool. Mm -hmm. There was a little bit of racism there. It wasn't oh, like wasn't a security unit. Yeah, that's, that's security, what they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, security, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I remember, but not not really any racism. Mm -hmm. I think I think at the time back then, it wasn't as multicultural as it is now. Yeah. So it was a bit strange. But uh, to be honest, overall, I, I never really experienced any racism while I was inside. How was the relationship with Birmingham in London? Was there any friction? No, it's fine. Oh, it's always fine. been cool to my knowledge. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's always yeah. been cool. Fine. Next door yeah. neighbours, everything's fine. Yeah, it's been, like been I said, never... I used to meet up with your brother years ago, yeah. and it was always to come down and yeah. check yeah. us, yeah, yeah, do a yeah. bit of music and that. When we was younger, we had one drama. Yeah. <laughs> you, <hear this. laughs> you know Simba? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so my brother's saying, we know yeah. Simba. Simba <laughs> or Zimba? Oh, I know who he's talking about. Short guy. Yeah, I know who he's talking about. I don't going to say his name. I know Short. Talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And there was Abidan as well. Right. Remember Abidan? Yeah, we was in Ellsbury together. Right. We had just a little bit of drama. Yeah. But then I was in jail with them as adults. Was, was that was that no a drama. Birmingham, London thing or just a as men a thing? thing? No, it was just a kind of our own our own disputes. It's, 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 but, it's, but what happens is the man them stick together over there, the man them stick together yeah, over yeah. there and it just seems like it's... Yeah, them versus, but it wasn't really. It was yeah. just one man had a problem with another man. And I don't think I, I never encountered yeah, any kind of um, no. beef. Well, I spoke to him the other day on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, good guy. You see, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and, you know what happens a lot of the times when you when you get into some of these beefs and jail, like if it's not something that was external and you've come in with it, when it happens in there, it's a lot of the time it's just it stays in too there, many balls in a pen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like if we all was inside and we all got into it with one another. If we actually sat down to get to know one another we all probably all mm -hmm. like each other probably all be mates but when you, you got, there's all this testosterone your balls in a pen and you're trying to show mm -hmm. everybody you're not a punk 
you, you know, things can get a little bit wild. Why is it the, the postcode wars? Why is it people, kids fighting over nothing? It's, it is silly that you get older, you get wiser, but mm. then if somebody told you 15 years ago, 10 years ago, mm. listen, this is bad, you'd have told them to fuck off. Yeah, so it's hard, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, but where does it come from? Is it just human nature to fight and cause wars and cause destruction? Have you ever heard of that experiment they did with those chimpanzees? Where... Um, they put like the fruit, the bananas, the bananas, and they take one out, and sprinkle one, water, and, and, they, and what they yeah. did was um, every time they kept shocking yeah. the, the, the monkey, and eventually all the chimpanzees got changed, and every time one of the chimps went to touch it, they just kept battering the chimp. None of the chimps actually knew why they were doing that. Mm -hmm. It's because it has been passed generationally down, and I think mm. that um, a lot of it is that you know some of the kids have no, there's no stake. In that they have no stake in the game. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's nothing in it for them, but they're involved. Why? They've seen a, a brother, their yeah, dad, that's it. or they've heard of you know. They think it's and then they just think it's cool. They just you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. They get serious. Mm -hmm. You see the difference in hand. You see, and is it the um, the burgers and the Johnnies? How far is the um? It's right, but is it right beside each Birmingham other? Birmingham like is a big place. You, see, mm. you know, London. It takes you like an hour and a half to mm -hmm. get from one side to the other. Mm. You do that in twenty minutes in Birmingham. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So people are in close proximity. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I would say I would argue that the actual. The name, the, the, those names of those crews that you just said, they themselves may not exist as it was, mm, mm -hmm. but there are subsidiaries, there are kind of other little names, uh, other little crews that have, have groups come that out, have come up. Right this around. is what happens. It gets yeah. like it's like the names of the gangs just get or um, get changed over the years. Yeah. You know, like most mm. majority of these kids don't even know why they're beefing. They're they have just, no idea. He's just taking on his beef. He's just backing him. He's just mm. going to a madness. He's just got uh, rough for some food. So he's going to get him now. Yeah. So mm. they all just start backing each other and that's mm. where it all comes from, man. Mm. Yeah. Even though you've changed your life, you've matured, you've tried to see the world differently. Do you ever worry that somebody doesn't forget and puts one in your nut? I'm forever still looking over my shoulder to this day. Like you, you can never say no. You can mm. never, you don't know what's going on in someone's house, someone else's head. So I'm, I'm always very alert. Especially if bikes pull up next to me, I'm still looking over my shoulder. Um, I used to be like that. Yeah, I'm not like that anymore. I'm, 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 I'm still yeah. like that. I'm, I'm still like getting my head sorted out for that sort of stuff and that. But yeah, yeah you just don't know what other people are thinking. You get over so you, yeah, it's PTSD, bro. Yeah, what, what, <laughs> what we've experienced, what we've lived, like I said before, is not normal. Mm. We've made it, we've normalized it. We think it's normal because it's all we've ever known. And a lot of the feelings that we have, the anxieties and, and, and the, the reactions we have, the responses mm. is the response to trauma. It's PTSD. That's what that's what a lot of us are going mm. through. And didn't even realize we don't know because we mm. haven't been diagnosed. Because there is no therapy. Mm. There is no counseling. There is nobody to say, actually, you know, mm. what your problem is the problem is this and this is mm. what we think we should do about that problem. Mm. We're so we're, we're we're you know, we're we're um self medicating. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If I hear that still loud bang though, out of the blue. I still oh, jump. balloons mm. popping all of no, that. No, no, out the blue. If I hear a loud bang, yeah, yeah. bang, I'm still going to jump. Yeah, I still get ready to duck down and all of that. Yeah. I can't get that. Do you think if kids spoke younger, they would, it would stop them from progressing? I had a man on, he was talking about a parasite. When he gets the first bit of trauma, it's like a parasite because he doesn't address it. It grows bigger and bigger and bigger and eats away at him. And he fueled that with hatred, yeah, rage, that. anger. But he says if he'd caught it, a year, two year when it happened, they've defused and they've lived his potential. That do you think it's harder for kids to speak out and go? Do you know what I'm struggling. I've lost a loved one. I've lost a brother. That do you think it's hard for young kids to speak? 
I think it's easier now. You think so? Yeah, with the social media and I stuff. I was just thinking the same thing, you know. Yeah. Sure say no out, yeah it's less out, we had less outlets, innit? We had no outlets. Basically, yeah. yeah we had no outlets. Mm -hmm. But there's always some organisation you could tap into on your phone if you wanted to talk to but someone. But I think like, that's also part of the reason why some of the beefs have just grown exponentially. Mm -hmm. Because social back, media. In the day, yeah, back in the day, mm -hmm. you, you might hear a rumour that mm -hmm. somebody said something. Mm -hmm. Now people are putting that on camera and telling mm -hmm. They're sending out sending videos video. and that Snapchats mm -hmm. and crazy. That. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rapping it's about wild. what they just done. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rapping about what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. I feel they're, just, they're trying to push more money into prisons when they should be pushing more money into communities. Mm. Yeah. And rebuilding communities, not mm -hmm. rebuilding more prisons. Mm -hmm. Like the prison systems aren't working. And it's not registering in their head that the money funding needs to go into the communities. Mm -hmm. See when a friend dies, gets murdered, like how does see when you're active back in the day, does it just fuel you with more or do you question that you need to change? Um now as now or back before, in the day as a young man. Nah, there's no you don't think about changing, it's just try and get them back in range. It? Yeah, just try and get them back. That's 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 the way you think when you're young. Mm -hmm. Was there no devil above you to say, look, try to teach what you are trying to teach now? I didn't have none above me trying I, to teach me. No. Mm -mm. Um, I only I only ever had one person in my life. And that's, that's not speaking negatively about the men that were involved in my life. I think mm. they were just trying to teach me the best they could with what they had around them because they had mm. grown up in stuff that was similar as well. And so they were just trying to teach me how to keep myself safe in the environments that I was in. But there was one person, and it was my uncle Jeff, who, and he he went on to be a, a lawyer and had his own law firm. And he always saw potential in me, he was always called me over, your nephew, come over here to me. And he tried to give me game, he tried to explain to me, like, why are you doing, why are you here with this cousin, or why are you doing that? Mm. And at the time, I knew what he was telling me was right, but I didn't appreciate the wisdom I was being mm. given at the time. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I have that one person, but as for elders within the community or other guys, I no one was coming to you and telling mm -hmm. you any of that stuff. And if they do, it'd be in the wrong way. Like if you don't stop that, you're gonna be dead before you're 20 or whatever, da, da, da. I would've appreciated even hearing that. Yeah, but when I heard that, I don't even hear it. We didn't even hear that. Yeah, I didn't even hear it when I heard that. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking, I'm 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 thinking I'm Superman, innit? Yeah. I can't die. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At that time. Mm. So it's not even nothing I wanna hear. I think you're like, you're just trying to jinx me. See, when you're in prison, how does it affect your mum and other family members, the people who care? Affects them a lot. Affects them more than anyone, especially your mother. Do you know what I mean? My mother done the rounds to me, like around the whole country, just trying to visit me, staying in hotels, because things are far. And it was all out of her pocket. Do you know what I mean? I never had no money to help her or anything. Do you know what I mean? So it was just, yeah, it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was hard watching her go through it. Even have, having like mum's house door kicked off every other week. Mm. That's stressful in itself, having to tidy up after the police. And like mm. you said, doing the uh, prison visit rounds, it's not a joke whether mm. they're getting on the bus, and getting on Durham, the trains. Places like Durham, Durham that. that's, 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 that's a mission. It's all costing money. Mm. And even getting money sent in, it's all, it's, it's all money. Mm. Yeah, yeah you it know catches what? up. <laughs> Do you know I've never really actually given any thought to how my mother was affected? That might seem mm -mm. strange right now. No, I know exactly what you mean. Right mm -hmm. now is the only time I've mm -hmm. really. My mum, when I'm thinking about it, for a long time, she was going through madness because when when I was getting into trouble, that door was coming off all the time. 
she was always in and out of court, mm -hmm. coming to visit me in different prisons around the country. And then that happened with all of her kids. Mm -hmm. So that happened with my two brothers and my sister. Yeah. And it was, I'm pretty sure, was there a stage where we were all in together at one time? One person, one person. Yeah, but I can't remember the last time when all of us were out together as a mm -hmm. family and could be like at home for Christmas mm -hmm. or something. Um, there was always that somebody was who was in, you know what I mean? Missing. And um, but the, the the thing is with my mum, if if you if you know my mother, mm -hmm. she's a, I said this before, she's a tough old bird. Mm -hmm. You can't read you can't read her. This woman. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's part probably part of the reason why mm -hmm. I, I took on the character I, I have mm -hmm. you, know, you know, having a poker face. Mm -hmm. And it probably did affect her a lot, but she never showed it. Just get on of it, innit? Yeah, she never showed it. For me, it was a bit different with my mum. Obviously, my dad's in and out of prison. My older brother in and out of prison for drugs. Mm. My mum actually ended up in a mental hospital. Mm. Yeah, so she, she, she's been in and out of there on different medications. She's back to normal now, thank God. Like, um, you that was the cause We of was that. part of that. My mum relied mm. on us for everything. Not for everything, mm -hmm. but having that door kicked off for me, my dad, my brother, mm. prison visits, sending money in. It caught up with her, you know. Mm. She ended up going to a mental hospital and I'm so thankful she's still with us to today. She's like off the medication and she's doing a lot better now, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's good. So we've got to realise, the, the youngsters watching this, they need to realise we put our family through hell. Mm. Mm. Did you block that out, mate, because of that kind of shit that you did put off the... Probably, I'd have to get that some thought, you know. Mm -hmm. I'd have to get that some mm. thought. Um... I think when you are in a lifestyle, you are selfish. You are just kind of thinking of yourself. Cause I don't, I don't think at the time I was thinking of anybody around me or what they were going through. I was just thinking of me, myself safe. This mm. is what we're going to do. This is what I'm doing. Um, so it had never, it had never, it just never come into my mind. I'm just kind of a, okay, drink a tall glass of man the fuck up and get on with it. You know, mm. that's kind of how, mm. Kind of how we did it, you know. Yeah, it's a sad existence as well, isn't it? To feel like that, you're just mm -hmm. a case I get fucking on with it and don't talk about your feelings, don't worry about who, anybody else you're hurting. But when it all boils down to it, the only person you're really hurting is yourself. Yeah. Because it's like self harming, that madness, the shootings, the robberies, the fighting, like the arguments, like it's damaging to but, hear. But do you think, like, over the last years, over the last, I don't know how many years, that has just been the role of a man just to get on of it, mm -hmm. even if it's not crime? Just get on of it. You don't complain about anything. You just get on of it. Yeah. I think even though we're talking about it in a crime way, I think that's just the, the role of a man over the, so mm. many years. Just get on of it. You don't complain. You just get up, go to work. No matter how bad things are at home, or you just get up and you get on of it. How hard do you think it is for a man to survive in this day and age? Whether it's involved in crime or not? It's it's definitely it's it's hard it's hard it's hard because they've got a lot of challenges now especially with these this new way these women are thinking and these fem feminism people and all <laughs> you laugh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah do you know what I mean so it's it's a bit more challenging now and people like to call call, call everything into question that you do mm -hmm. and it's magnified on Instagram and everything and yeah so it's a bit more difficult. Do you think men are losing a bit of their masculinity? Do you think we're starting to lose a bit with all the Soft we're losing men. We're losing men. Yeah. That's, that's what we're because losing. Because testosterone has dropped and 
men are suicide numbers are through the roof so mm. something's not fucking right mm. we're alpha we should be men we should be out like you said mm. even talking about it even though it's all people talk I'm here to listen nobody fucking cares no, nobody don't. actually does fucking listen anyway do you know especially what I mean? to like, men if yeah. a man was starting complaining saying oh yeah I'll be going for you I had, a, I had a, it's funny you should say this when I was talking to somebody the other day, I had a little debate with some, some women actually, because um, they were trying to argue that they really want their man to be sensitive and mm. open up emotionally to them. And I was like, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. You don't really want that. Even if you believe in this moment, yeah. you want that. The minute that man starts putting his head on your shoulder and weeping about how bad the day was, he's got a little boo-boo on his knee. <laughs> he needs a cuddle. You're going to be turned off. You're not going to want that guy. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And what I was telling the guys was like, listen, to the other guys that were listening, I said, look, yes, it is important to talk. But if you want to talk, talk to one of your male friends. Like, mm -hmm. Talk to your brother, talk to your dad. Like, mm -hmm. Speak to somebody who you can relate to don't talk to, to relate to you. <laughs> don't, don't. And, and I know that I'm probably going to get a whole bunch of flack right now on this, with the, women that, the, the women that do watch. But I, I feel I feel like as men, yes, we do need to talk a little bit more because we don't. Like mm -hmm. you said, we just barely up and we just get on with mm -hmm. it. But we need to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's what that's we do. They just go around the table and talk shit. Yeah. But like you said, that mm. crying and feeling sorry for yourself in front of a woman, for me, they would walk over the top of you. They would be sucking your best friend off no, by fucking It's okay being a bit of sensitivity from your kids mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's understandable, but you've still got to rule the house. You've still got to put, get your fucking yeah. hard hat on and go out and provide that. We're men at the end of the day, and that, like, there's no point in playing it down and saying being sensitive and talk. Mm -hmm. We can talk as well, but talking about it every day would just put you in a fucking depression. It, it does. Mm -hmm. it <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I believe it is more spoken spoken about though, like uh, men's mental health and stuff on like socials and that. But like you said, like keep talking about it every day. It just depresses you, man. I've stopped mm -hmm. to be honest, like talking about it as much. But, um, because you can feel sorry for yourself you can feel sorry for yourself but I think having discussions as men like at a table mm -hmm. like this I think I'd, I'd rather do that than yeah mm -hmm. talk to the uh, missus what have you done to get through it though like the, the, the sleepless nights like thinking about your mum thinking about your dad because I know how much you love your dad and mm. he's still in prison like, how have you managed to get through it has it been tough um, it's been tough like there was days and nights when I was in prison when I was, when I used to go to sleep I just think oh, I wish I didn't even wake up in the morning mm -hmm. and then I get better days thinking do you know what I'm going to make something called myself mm -hmm. you know like when you can feel something good's going to happen for yeah, yourself you so that buzz like you when know I get something's going to go right when I get that buzz I just think yeah just keep cracking on Lou just be consistent mm -hmm. with what you're doing it's going to happen mm -hmm. and I keep telling myself that every day yeah good on you brother what about yourself mate ever think just fucking ending it nah I talk to my brothers mm -hmm. yeah, these so, guys hear me like vent all the time man I was phoning one of them what are you doing yeah listen man blah 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 blah, blah. and <laughs> yeah. he's like yeah 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 my brother you know really he, he listens to me a lot man we speak to each other a lot we mm, phone each other you know and um because you need to bounce off another man as a man in my mm. opinion you know what I mean and and we with, with my my brothers particularly we were discussing this on the car on the way up uh, on the way down I should say we hold each other accountable so we'll call each other out on our bullshit mm. or if we're like, yeah, but that, you know, that's full of shit there. Mm -hmm. Or yo, you, you, what you need to do is this. Um, and we do that and we, we hold each other to a high standard. Do you know what I mean? That's good. And if, 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 if one of us are feeling like something ain't going to work, the other one pulls up one back up, pull your trousers up. What the hell mm. are you doing? You know what I mean? Check, have you still got them set of nuts in between your legs? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's mm -hmm. get on with it. Yeah, you're a man, let's go. Mm -hmm. And that's how we do it. Do you know what I mean? We, we understand that sometimes you may not feel... Um, as, as as good as you want to feel, but like I said before, my mm. my brothers and I we hold each other accountable and we will pull each other up, man. But bootstraps. Yeah, where do you think you'd hmm. be now though if you'd lost one of your younger brothers? 
I don't even want to think about it. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I, I, when I've, like I said, you know, when I saw that happen to my, my little brother, um, I still like, you're talking about it now, and I'm, the, the images are coming into my head. Do you know what I mean? Um, I was devastated, man, at that time. You know, I thought I was going to lose my, my little brother, and I was bawling my eyes out, man. You know what I mean? I don't want to feel that feeling again. Mm-hmm. I think that we all have adjusted the way we live and how we conduct ourselves in, in public. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that wouldn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's something I don't really want to. Did you just have that discussion or that? No, because I know you've never really had the discussion with your brother. Maybe you did a few we, weeks we, ago. We've actually had that sit down and spoke about that. Just um, recently, yeah. That evening when he was show, had a little cuddle on that. And my brother got released yesterday as well. So oh, congratulations, good, man. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, he's dog bit the policeman. Oh, he, got not <laughs> he got not guilty yesterday. He's out. Good, mate. But like, how yeah. is that to go through that discussion to try and block all that shit out? It was. To then come in ahead with it. Is that a release? It was a release, you know. Like, I just got goosebumps because we, we, oh. it's, it's about two months ago now we had this conversation and we looked at each other I was like I missed you Tom man I put my arms around him spoke about the situation full out I got my big brother back again Um, Mm -hmm. it was a nice feeling to let something go not too long ago say maybe a year ago my my little brother had a um, had a situation where he might not be coming out of prison so obviously I've never felt like that before. It was always me, you know, like going to prison. I've never had to feel like my, my little brother not coming back home again. So, and I've been out here for a long. So, uh, obviously, I know. Also, you know, watching your mum, because now you know, obviously, what your mum's going through, and the little brother might not be able to come back out again. But I, I was kind of lonely at the time. I was at home all the time, just drinking, smoking weed, just every day, just going kind of down all the time do you know what I mean it was hard it was scary just thinking about I can't do nothing because obviously I've done bird mm-hmm. and so to think my little brother's not coming back out it was a lot for me to deal with man do you see a lot of yourself and your wee brother um I do we've had we've had two different kind of lives do you know what I mean so obviously when I when I say do different like lives it's like my life's mostly been in prison do you know what I mean he's been out here a lot do you know what I mean so and that's probably what I was fearful of him. Like, for me, I would have I kind of like preferred it to have been me because he's not used to it. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I was scared for him. Like, I was very protective over him and I just didn't know how to deal with it. That's how you feel when you're a big brother, though. Yeah, that's, I just didn't know how to when deal you're with it. You automatically feel like, yeah, you feel like, okay, I want to take their place. Yeah. I feel like, oh, why? Mm-hmm. What, you know, I wish that was me instead. And you, you feel this sense of obligation and, um, yeah, um, this sense of responsibility and it, so when something happens to them you feel like you failed mm. you know what I mean you, you feel like you just didn't do your job properly mm-hmm. and so I can relate to exactly yeah, what, what you're saying I remember the first time I, my brothers went inside and I was absolutely wounded do you know what I mean um, and and the grace of God they're, they're both here they're both healthy mm-hmm. now, yeah when does it does it ever come to a head when you you have a breakdown an emotional breakdown where you just cry and you think what the fuck is going on like or does it just constantly like you say drink the pint or not give a fucking just soldier on that's kind of how we did it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's kind of how we did and i'm not saying there's any right or wrong way Mm. to to handle those things do you know what i mean it's just the Mm. way that 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 we did it Mm. Mm -hmm. like the night before his verdict i cried praying 
do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's a breakdown, but I cried praying. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I, I just couldn't deal with the verdict being guilty. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I was crying that night before, before his verdict. Do you know what I mean? And then I woke up and he got not guilty. Yeah. So. I got no good. That's good to hear, man. But your brother in prison still alive. Like, your brother's still here. Like, yeah. Your dad's mm-hmm. still here. Your brother's still here. Like, there's so many families who've lost their son, who've mm-hmm. lost their father. Like, the mm-hmm. grief that they have. Because my mum's lost two brothers to murder, and the grief is always there. It's never mm-hmm. away. No matter how successful you come, mm-hmm. the suit on, the pain's still here mm-hmm. at night. You, you think about the past. People say, oh, mm-hmm. I forget. You never forget. No, you can't forget. But for people who've lost those loved ones, like, it's difficult. Like, their life is ruined. Mm-hmm. But it's never the same again. You, yeah. you kind of push on and you kind of mask it all with mm-hmm. the bullshit and the fancy words. But mm-hmm. in reality, there's something internal that scars you for fucking life. I can't imagine how it feels. I can't imagine losing one of my siblings. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, when I pray, I, I pray for them. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Every day. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you, because... Um, when when you saw you, did you say your brother was released yesterday or today? You got released yesterday. Yesterday, you yesterday. Me and didn't tell me. Have any of you guys ever? I didn't tell you. You didn't tell me. You surprised me. <laughs> did, did have any of you guys ever genuinely asked one of your siblings, "How are you? You okay?" No, I have, but that's only since. And I bet that was recent, right? Since that's happened to him. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. I even just never, a text. You're right, bro. I, I was talking doing? to I was talking to Marvin Bobby He's not here today. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I remember one time we was talking about Gorilla, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. often things would come up because you'd, you'd be talking about memories and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we, we were speaking directly about what had happened to him. And I turned to him and I said, you know what? I've never asked him if he's okay. Mm-hmm. Never. I've never asked him, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? Like, you're good. Mm-hmm. What's happening? What are you going through? They'd never happened because mm-hmm. we just had this mentality of you lived, you're mm-hmm. okay. All right, let's yeah, go. That's cool. it. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, and that's why I asked you guys if you yes. if you've ever asked. So mm-hmm. the, re- the reason why I asked, uh, me and my brother done a little documentary just around the estate, and it's yeah. not until I see my brother in front of the camera telling mm. his story that I was looking at him. Sweet, I love you, man. Just looking at my brother. Mm. Then see after I got tears. Like yeah. mm. after that, that's when we had had the conversation. Mm. You know. Yeah. Mm. Do you think as men we fake a lot of laughter, fake a lot of jokes, and fake that we're okay? Or do you think we have to do that because nobody fucking cares? Me, personally, I think we have to do that because no one cares. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But that's just my mentality. Maybe it's a coping mechanism. Mm. Maybe, but I'll tell you one thing, though. It's allowed me to achieve a lot more than I should have been able to achieve mm. coming from where I've come from. Because I have that mentality, because I have that no one cares, work harder, let's go. Yeah. And uh, I think we all, me and our siblings, all kind of have that to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And where one falls short, the other one tries to pick the other one up. Mm. Do you know what I mean? How much does exercise help? Because I know you've done the MMA. How much did that change your life? A lot. Massively. I'll tell you something. <laughs> that's probably what got me away from the people I was with. Because mm-hmm. I was around some people who, some genuine, genuinely unsavory people, mm-hmm. some genuinely dangerous people. Mm-hmm. You know, I consider them to, mates mm-hmm. and friends, people I grew up with. Yeah, yeah. To, to the average person, it's a dangerous person. Mm-hmm. And um, when I first stepped into a gym, to, to, to learn how to fight. What I found was if I'm in the gym at 11 a.m., means I can't see anyone till two, three. Mm-hmm. When they're saying, yo, we're gonna link up at six, I'm like, ah, oh, I can't, you know, I got, my next, training session. I got <laughs> my next training session at six, but I might see you guys later. By that time I'm tired, tired. I have to go to bed yeah. and then get back up to train. So what mm-hmm. that pulled me away 
from everybody. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Next thing you knew, I was fighting professionally. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. I've I've been lucky enough to 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 fight across Europe, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for even for uh, my last contract was with Cage Warriors. You know, Cage Warriors is kind of a, um, a partner company of the UFC. Yeah, mm-hmm. that company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, some of the guys actually people you... get paid more there than they do UFC. In some, well, not not in Cage Warriors. He used to get paid a lot. Yeah, he, he took a, a yeah. He gets paid a, a lot. Wage cut to join you. Yeah, yeah. He gets paid Which a lot. Which is mad to he, think. He was able to sell out like arenas yeah. and shit. Like, doing ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, big following he has. But you know, you know, I train with um, guys like you know Leon, who's just yeah, UFC Leon. champion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, all those kind of guys, Fabe and all those guys. That's those are my training partners. Those are my peers. That's that's who I'm with every day. You know what I mean? Those kind of guys. So it took that that itself literally took me physically away from the people I was around. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But then it also helped me develop a a winning mindset. Right, mindset and, you know yeah. what I mean? And it was like you're even gonna get your ass whooped. You're gonna sink or swim there, man, because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you're gonna get your ass whooped, or you're gonna do some ass whooping. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm I'm still you know I'm almost 28. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm damn near 40. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And um, look good though. I'm still training I'm still hanging with the young guys mm-hmm. in the gym do you know what I mean like I said I got a couple of mm-hmm. fights coming up do you know what I mean so I'm doing okay man. I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate of staying healthy eating healthy mm-hmm. and, and maintaining yourself in the gym man. how does that affect your younger brothers then and people around you do they see, do they see those positive changes and go you're acting different or does this, they still got the blinkers on my immediate circle yeah when you started making yeah, changes so, it helped them because they they started doing those things as well and mm-hmm. they've got an interest in now one thing i do wish and i tell my brothers this all the time i wish to god they had come into the gym and started doing the martial arts training with me like they didn't necessarily have to fight but i do believe mm-hmm. if they had given me that that kind of brotherly the same brotherly push they give me in life mm-hmm. if they'd given that to me in the gym mm-hmm. man i don't know you know yeah oh, man do you know what I mean? I always say that to mm-hmm. them. You know what I mean? But they've they've done what they could in the capacity that they knew yeah. how mm-hmm. to do. Do you know what I mean? Do you feel mm-hmm. blessed to still be here? Hundred percent, every day. But why do you think he's are here? He's clearly here for a reason. But the shit you've been through to still be here to tell the tale that maybe it's just even just to you know even though you know like you think you might be here for a bigger so just a simple thing like just being able to help my little brother. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Could be that. Do you know what I mean? I got I got I got I got a grandson now, two years old. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> I got a two-year-old and an eight-year-old, yeah. Olivia and Malik, yeah. Wow. So even just to be guide them, do you know what I mean? See, so, when you're younger, but you don't have that, you have that don't give a fuck mentality. See, when you have grandkids, like how much does that then make you see the world? Because it's not just about whole, you anymore. Totally you're not different, totally different. Even like like the passing of the family the other day, mm-hmm. um, you see, that down to that, I now want to, make sure she's not around the family listening to all the crying it's, it's simple it's a simple thing but you know before you we would never used to think like that but i don't want her to be picking up all the effects of the the wailing and the crying in the house so i want to kind of take her away for a holiday mm-hmm. do you know what i mean that's how, that's how i think now i think different yeah. i think yeah i think a bit more deeper than you mm-hmm. know just the way man used to think before mm-hmm. like i think how things can affect her mentally so it messes her up in the future. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm always thinking of ways to protect her. Do you know and protect her mind mostly. Mm-hmm. See when you started making changes, Lewis, when you just came out and you thought I'm going to give it a go here. Like, how did your relationship with your mum? Did it get stronger? 
it got stronger. We actually had a, uh, me and my mum had a conversation. Um, we actually sat face to face. I apologised to her first of all for everything I put her through. She told me exactly how she felt when things were going on. And um, I feel like we got a stronger bond back again and that, um, through that discussion, you know, because it's a discussion what we've never had. I just, she needed to hear it from me and how sorry I was for it and that, you know. But what I want to start doing now, I want to start getting into schools. If I can start getting into schools, I'd love that, you know, start having these discussions with the youngsters. But that's just how these discussions are powerful because you don't know who's watching. The free years could be speaking mm. in schools. You've lived that life. Mm. You seem a lot more softer and mm. gentle today than <laughs> the last time. Why is that? Since the last time you, you are back. funny, James. <laughs> <laughs> like, softer and gentle. Yeah, but is that then? But then we can't. We see that as a weakness sometimes, mm. but it's not. It's a gift. Yeah. Is to mm. then not want to have violence. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I know you have sometimes your tits and tats on mm-hmm. Instagram. I watch mm-hmm. you go there. He's on <laughs> yeah. one again. Like, is that? Yeah, you get them. You, from if time you still time. got that fire in you, but you're trying to control it. If no, you obviously, it's it's it, it'll always be in you, but it's just it's mm-hmm. not what you want to activate. You just want to do other stuff in it. Like, if someone tries to test you, test us, or do whatever we're doing as a family or anything, then you're still gonna feel the same way. Yeah, you know, if we put this out and someone tries to knock what we're doing. Mm. We, I'm still gonna have a. I'm still gonna be putting them down the same way. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But not 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 physically. But you know, getting back at them and having my say how I feel about what they do, what they've got to yeah. say about us. It's, nothing's gonna change like there. Then we fight that, for our cause. Yeah, isn't it? Really when, it? Like, you, if you get tested, do you, have you still got that fire? Where you mean like? Yeah. It's controlled yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Controlled. Yeah, definitely. Before it was out of control. Controlled aggression. I feel it. Yeah. I was saying, I was you know what's funny? I was saying this to my brother in the car and I was saying, yo, bro, when certain things happen, my natural the everything in me wants to immediately go to that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then I learned to just rein it in. And my brother's mm. like, yo, I can't rein that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's straight up, like, I ain't reining shit in. Yeah. I was like, I've tried to, I've kind of learned to have to, because immediately, mm. like, you feel that feeling, you're thinking, yo, and you go back to where you were. Yeah. And you have to be like, okay, let me just rein that in. I feel mm. that in me all the time. And you know, you're responsible for a lot of other people who could come yeah, exactly. if you make the wrong move. Yeah, exactly. If Most you could go to activate that thing, there's going to be another 10 people whose lives yeah. could change reviews and their family's life. Mm-hmm. And you're responsible for all of that. 100%. And I think like that these days. So it's better just to remain calm and soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that question in your actions more? And understanding you're going that way is just to question it, understand the consequences that come with it. You know what happened to me recently, funny? I was, uh, I went into a, a nightclub a couple of months back, right? When I've gone in there, I know all the doormen are on the mm-hmm. floor and they're like, oh, yo, Mike, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. And this one's gone, yo, your son's in here. I'm like, mm-hmm. my son's in here. Mm-hmm. So my son's like, 80, 90, mm-hmm. looks like a grown man. Like, if I walk, <laughs> you sitting right yeah, outside, yeah, 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 you walked in there with me, you'd think it was my mate, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> so I've walked in, I'm walking, looking, going through the crowd, going through the crowd. It's kind of mm-hmm. a crowded uh, club. I see him at the bar. I'm like, your son, are you doing it? He's like, oh, yo, dad. He's, he's having mm-hmm. a couple of drinks. When I've gone to greet him and hail him, mm-hmm. someone beside me has tapped me. I turn around. Yo, what's up? He says, yo, you just pushed past me twice, you know. And like, <laughs> oh. the you, I didn't like the way you did that. So I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, yo, I just said you just pushed past me. I went, I could hear everything he was saying. Uh. And I said, yo, I can't hear you. Just come out here for a second. Yeah. 
but it might head. I've gone into autopilot because <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get you into an and open space. Yeah, so do something physical to you. Real talk. Yeah, I've already, yeah, in my head, know, I've already know, gone into that know, mode. Right? And when I've gone out there, he's t- turned around to me and said, what did you say again, bruv? And now I'm waiting for him to open his mouth and mm. say one word. Mm. And when he's, he said what he said again, and I took a second to think. And I thought, this man said that I've just pushed him twice and he didn't like it. And I looked, I looked up at him and I said, you know what? That wasn't my intention. I apologize. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, cool, thanks. When I turned around like this, my son was standing right there. I didn't even see him. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that my son was watching the entire altercation mm-hmm. when I brought the man outside. I thought my son was still by the bar. Mm-hmm. So two things could have happened there. My son could have either saw me do physical harm to somebody, mm-hmm. right? And witnessed mm-hmm. the, the, the man his father's trying not to be. Mm-hmm. My son could have even got himself involved Joined in him. that. Yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That very easily could have went somewhere else. Totally left. Totally left. But do you feel do you feel going into them places, your whole mindset changes? No, you know what? I had gone in mm. there. No, not, not, not for me. Mm. Um, I don't go to them places. Yeah, no I'm just who I am. I, I hadn't gone out mm. there to party i'd gone out there it was all work related okay yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so when i gone out there i've gone in there out there in the work mm-hmm. mode i'm just you know yeah, analyzing yeah, yeah. seeing certain things um but most certainly in hindsight i'm thankful that i made that decision then because mm-hmm. a few years back i would not have apologized to that guy yeah, yeah. Two you know seconds I mean? of madness could have been saying course in it yeah maybe that space you gave yourself to bring him outside that's what it was I think also I'm, I'm a different person to who mm. I was a decade ago mm. do you know what I mean so um, I have the ability now mm. to to, to, to um, process information yeah, in yeah. Your brain. so, so <laughs> yeah. my cognitive ability mm-hmm. mm. has improved since then mm-hmm. when I was younger I'd have been a, a little bit more mm-hmm. impulsive I'd have been like, this is the decision I've made I'm bringing mm-hmm. him out here and this is what I'm going to do mm-hmm. whereas now I kind of took time I looked at him and I thought you know mm-hmm. what it's not even worth it. It's not worth it. Look at the outcome you got from it as it's well. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. And your son saw you how to show, you, you know, showed your son how to defuse yeah, the situation. My, my son spoke about it recently. What did he say about he that? He spoke about it. He goes, you know, I remember the time when, you know, and mm-hmm. he mentioned it and I said, yeah, you know what? I had boy my side. I, I, mm-hmm. My intention wasn't to speak to him or apologize. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wasn't it? The guy didn't even know the decision I'd already made. He's following me outside. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he has no idea what I'm mm-hmm. thinking at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then my son kind of just looked at me and was like, okay, but that's, I'm trying to teach, there's a teachable moment for my son. Mm-hmm. Like, look. You did in that moment. I could have, yeah, exactly. I could have went this mm-hmm. way, but I chose to go that way. Mm-hmm. And we're both cool. We're both so all it takes is one good example. You know I mean? yeah. mm-hmm. This is what so, used, this mm-hmm. is what used to scare me growing up because I know what I was capable of, capable of, you know, like if we're walking and someone walks into me, this is why I'm so quiet. People probably watch my podcast think this guy's so quiet. It's because I know what, what I'm... podcasting quiet? <laughs> no, no not, not even. Because I know what I'm capable of and it, yeah. it used to scare me because I know what I could possibly do to someone. So mm. even if uh, they've walked into me, I'd still apologise because I don't want them to turn around yeah, and say, get, what are you doing? Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do something you. mental now. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's particularly you know? with, with the guys because what mm-hmm. my issue was, wasn't necessarily that he had said, oh, you bumped mm-hmm. into me. Mm-hmm. It was his tone, his attitude, and yeah. the aggression he had come yeah. with. Face. And at that time, immediately I felt like my manhood's being tested. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you and mean. And this is the mistake we can sometimes make. We can think of a manhood's being mm-hmm. questioned. So we need to mm-hmm. meet that with similar aggression. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And that, sometimes, sometimes that may be the case. That, mm-hmm. need, that, that you may, that mm-hmm. it may need to happen. 
But certainly like in that instance, do you know what I mean? There's some mm. instances where we could literally just turn to the person and be like, you know what, don't worry about it, man. Spe mm. Especially in nightclubs, like uh, years ago, Raven Coliseum, Vauxhall, mm. someone's yeah. trod on my trainers. And um, you know where that's ended up. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had a fight, I've lost a bit of my ear. Mm -hmm. Whereas the fellow probably would apologise if I didn't hit him first. I didn't mm -hmm. give him a chance to say, well, <laughs> right. I've just cracked him <laughs> one and cracked yeah. his power. Yeah. And mm -hmm. obviously lost a bit of my ear. Like, whereas now I'd be like, bro, and if, if he was to apologise, even if he didn't, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. Like, I find mm -hmm. it a lot easier now just to walk away from a situation before it goes very left. Yeah. You know? Because mm -hmm. we understand consequences. You understand. Yeah, yeah. I think. But do you yeah. worry more as you're getting older that to then potentially be doing a big sentence as well? Yeah, that that's always in the back of your mind because you know you can just take it so far left that it could mm. it could even possibly be an M charge. You never know. Mm. If you've got a bottle in your hand, you might bottle someone. Mm. You don't um, mean for them to die or whatever. Your friend's joining. His head. It's you've over. got loads of Cody's on a case mm -hmm. over someone standing on your trainers. It's ridiculous, right. man. Yeah. How was the sleeping patterns back in the day when you were at the height of the madness? Like, did you sleep well? Have you always kind of sleeping with one eye open? No, I was I was sleeping all right. Like like the boys said, it was kind of normal. Yeah. So like for for gunshots or for people to shoot at us or vice versa, I was having normal sleeps back then because it was it was a normal day out. For me, the only time I would lose sleep is if I felt like if if like my pride or ego had been fucked with. Hey, so if like I felt like yeah. something happened to me and I never I got someone that. back, I'd be there just awake because I'm just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. That's my pride. That's my ego. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In terms of, did I ever have a sleepless night over some of the things I'd done? No. I did some, you know, when I when I think back, I've done some, some pretty bad things and I didn't lose any sleep over any one of those. And what, does that make you a psychopath? No. Does that make you nuts? No, I don't. I think that, where we just, just conditioned to it, yeah. Conditioned to the life. Mm -hmm. It's like a soldier, isn't it? He'd probably go to sleep, all right? Yeah. yeah. So he's done what he's done, but he's, he's legit. Why is your, your, like you and your family so tight? Like your brothers, like you're always with each other. You've always got each other's back. You always speak highly of each other. Like, I've never seen anything like it, actually. Like, you're proper tight with each other. Like, why is that connection so strong? Um, I think it is a combination of different things. I think we, we were just taught it. Um, our, our family, so with my mother's, um, my mother's side of the family, her siblings, they were quite close growing up and we weren't given any kind of particular choice in that man it was like this is your brother this is all you have but also yeah. you feel like when you come from an environment where it happens to me sometimes have anything there's not much all you realize that you have is each other mm -hmm. you know what i mean and um we we just kind of grew like that we were just together all the time doing everything there, there were times where you know if if we didn't have anything to eat in the house you know what I mean? I'd make sure my, my brothers ate, my sister ate before I did. That's just, just standard. And, and those mm -hmm. things um, help create a bond mm -hmm. between you and, mm -hmm. and your siblings when, okay. when, you're, when you're you know ready to do things for them that other people may not necessarily be willing to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What about did you and your family tell you it was everybody kind of spot? I kind of grew up away children. from everybody, yeah. So mm -hmm. I was in children's homes and that, and so I kind of lived my own life. So yeah. it wasn't really that close. Building relationships now, every day's progress. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? How hard is it to feel abandoned? Like to feel as if nobody wants you, nobody cares. Like, does that become sad as you get older? And you think, because like, you've got kids and grandkids. Yeah, now, when, when, when you're, when you're older and you think about it, it is sad. But when you're going through it, again, you just get on of it. 
Mm-hmm. Just getting a bit. Me going to children's homes was kind of a bit of fun for me at the time. It was like a break from the hood. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't see it as much as it was hurting me at the time. It's a new adventure every time I go on a children's home around the country. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But we're looking back at it now, it was very sad. So I wouldn't want that for my, yeah. for my young guns. See, when you go through that, does that make you a better father to then try and yeah, get the end that you never had? 100%, because you, you see what not to do or what not to make happen or what to avoid. So it's definitely made me a stronger and a better person to be able to guide the younger ones underneath me. Do you see, know what I mean? See when you're I changing? I wouldn't let that happen yeah. to none of them. See, when you're changing, how hard is it if somebody came to you with an earner or somebody wanted something done that and something happens, say you would a favour to someone, is mm-hmm. it hard to say no? Today. No, it's not hard. No? No. No, I still, I, I, I'm me and I'm determined what I want. If I have to be aggressive and be bad to knock a decision back, I'm going to do that. It's going to affect me or my family or anything like that. I'll be that person who I need to be to knock that back. Mm-hmm. So I won't be owing favours that have a negative output on my life. They're not going to be cashed in. Yeah. Did you struggle with that, Lewis, when you came out? Like, people wanted maybe to get back in the game, get back involved, a couple of tons, like... Um, a, lot, a lot of my friends are stu- who are still doing bits and pieces, they've got enough respect for me to not even throw my phone for anything like that. Mm. So, like, as much as... I still love all of my friends who are doing whatever, but I love them from a distance now. But, like I said, all of them has got um, the respect for me not even to throw my phone for anything mm. like that. They can see the journey I'm on now. Do you think that... that more lonely that you're out prison than you were in? Um, was that a silly uh, question, kind of, because you're free? No. Um, I find my, even now, I find myself by myself quite a lot. Um, oh, I, yeah, I, so quite, I quite like it, though. Is that maybe, do you feel institutionalised as well sometimes? Where I'm getting out of it. I'm getting out of it. I'm slowly... I feel alone. I just go to my mum's. Yeah, exactly. You go to your mum's. <laughs> or, <laughs> Let's go that's to it. I'm going to my brother. My you know mum's mean? lost, lost, lost time there, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. going to chill at her mum, even just sitting there watching a film with her. Yeah, making our food. It's breaking up your day, isn't it? Yeah. When are you happiest now? When when I see my daughter with a smile on her face. Mm. Yeah, when I see mm. little Hallie. Mm-hmm. How about yourself, mate? When you when you go, do you know what? Life's okay because we all have a little burst of happiness. Sometimes it's not a twenty-four at seven thing, yeah. especially when mm. you're trying to get a bit of hustle and trying to provide. But <laughs> there's always little burst of happiness. But when I find I'm happy, sometimes. I feel as if a negative will pop in as if I shouldn't be happy. Yeah, and then it you feel like you've got imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, it happens to me sometimes. Yeah. Um, it does happen to me. Um, and I have something I call a gift and a curse where um, I will do stuff, achieve stuff, and be happy and content in that moment. And then it just goes. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm never satisfied. So I'm always mm. trying to chase that next thing that will make me feel like I've accomplished something or achieved something. Mm-hmm. So in one sense, it helps me you know, accomplish a lot and achieve quite a few things, but then I'm never I'm never satisfied. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, but like, like much like you, the one thing that gives me joy when I'm around my children, I'm... I'm the happiest when I have to bring them home I, I hate it oh, <laughs> I hate it I really do mm-hmm. I really do do you know what I mean but um, yeah it gives me joy and just knowing that I can do stuff for them that I may not have been able to do a little while back do you know what I mean that's mm-hmm. where I'm getting the most satisfaction right now whereas the last nine years which I spent in prison I wasn't able to provide mm-hmm. so now being able to provide buying school uniform uh, buying Christmas presents I felt I felt like an achievement yeah yeah you know, yeah. I felt like really proud of that to be able and to do that. You know, that part of that is your manhood. 
as a man, you feel like you want to be able to do those feel like things. your father. You feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah you exactly. want to be like, well, this is what I should do as a mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. I should be providing this. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. So that sense that when you're able to do that, you fulfill that sense of manhood. Yeah. That mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That really, yeah. I feel like responsibility, that obligation you got as a man and as a father. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. What about yourself, Quince, when you're Same, your first? when I'm with my, with my gra gra granddaughter, really. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Her, like her, my granddaughter, she looks exactly like my daughter used to look. So it's just like me, it's just like having a second chance of the years I missed to my daughter with my granddaughter. It's just like that. It's like she's reincarnated through my granddaughter. So it's, and that's the most happiest times I've had. So. Yeah, see, for me, that's a father, that's a man, that's someone. But everybody can play the bad man, but I know plenty of people mm. who don't see their kids through mm. their choice, but yet walk the streets as if they're bad. They ain't mm -hmm. bad, they're fucking weak. They're mm -hmm. losers. Like, a man is stepping up to the plate and going providing, spending mm -hmm. your, all you have on uniforms and trying yeah. to give them that life. That there is a protector. That there mm -hmm. is me as an alpha for me and my own opinion mm -hmm. of it. Like that there. Like, cause I, even girls I know are still going party at clubs, mm -hmm. sitting for two or three days full of cocaine and their, mm -hmm. their kids are in the house watched by the grandparents. Like, that's yeah, loser that's mentality. Terrible. It's not that they're bad, it's... Sometimes it's what they know and they think it's acceptable. Oh, well, they've been lifted. They never know. The man might yeah. be in prison. Mm -hmm. Just left out here to. Because the stats from single parents is unbelievable for the negatives that come with kids. And like I say, you're doing the damage now to be there and try and support. And that's where you show your changes. Like, does that scare mm -hmm. you that if you did anything bad, that that's who you're away from? It's like my daughter's going to miss out again, and I'm not prepared to put myself in that situation again. Mm -hmm. Is that your main driving force? That's my that's my main driving force, and and for myself as well, you know, because I know um, I, f I feel I've got potential. I feel mm. I've got potential to go and do big things. So I'm just gonna keep keep my head up and keep cracking on. Yeah, but that's all you can do. Like going forward for the future, guys. Like, what's the plans? What's your first of all for yourself, Lewis? Well, I'm, I've got my YouTube um, big blue gym bars still still up and running. So I want you lot to come take part in gym bars. Mm. You over there, you're definitely coming to take part. <laughs> gym bars. What do you do? It's called big blue gym bars. So okay. short interviews, mm -hmm. and then yeah. it's the big blue circuit. But after the circuit, you get to nominate the next person. <laughs> so, what's the format of the show? Break it down for Literally, me. So I'm going to be talking to you about your fighting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Going, the ins and outs of your training and all that. Right. Then we crack on with the workout. Oh, your workout? <laughs> We're going to be workout. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. You're definitely coming up. 100% you're coming Big You're coming on. You're not allowed to wear that shirt. That's the uh, Mate, it's been blinding my eyes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, watch plug your YouTube channel as well. Yeah, so it's uh, Big Lou Gym Bars um, for my YouTube and also Instagram's Big Lou Gym Bars. Mm -hmm. mm. What about yourself, mate? Plans for the future, brother? There's a few things, man. How long you got? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I was saying earlier, um, my brother is the mastermind behind uh, my project yep. work coming out called The Linwood Show. So look out for that. Um, Where can people watch it? Uh, what's the handles on The Linwood Show at the moment? Um... So that's, it's launching in January. In January, that'll be launching. Everything will start yeah, coming good. out on that, yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to be fighting again in, 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 in January. Uh, not January, sorry, February. Um, I'm getting, you know, I've got a, an agent now for my acting and stuff. So acting's going all right. Mm. Not doing too badly there. Um, I've got another show that um, I'm going to be doing with my son called Unison Son. We're going to be doing that. It's going to be a, going to be a vibe, you know, mm -hmm. laughing, joking. Yeah. Just something a bit more light-hearted, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, what else we got going on, bro? Um, you're helping Mons with his fight coming Oh, yeah. 
so Mons, um, the comedian, you guys heard of Mons? He's absolutely hilarious, mm -hmm. bro. But um, he's going to be fine on the undercard of KSI's oh, next um, January. Yeah, yeah so I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm helping him with some some training to do with that, you know, some yeah, uh, monster. Yeah. ones. Yeah, so uh, that'll be good. Anything else? My brain's gone blank right now. No, that's it for now. That's yeah. Just for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, basically, just got the um, QB or not to be podcast mm -hmm. and the A Factor podcast with Yami B. On YouTube? Yeah, on YouTube. So it's Real Life TV UK. And we've got our drama series coming back out um, in January, mm -hmm. um, which is called Real Life, which is on the Real Life TV UK channel. And we've got a Christmas special with me and Yami coming out. So check out Yami B TV as well. Shout out to Yami. Yeah, shout out to Yami. Check you guys out, man. Did you ever yeah. think that the live shows guys led in the past to then doing music videos, to doing acting? Like, you're kind of on the same path of doing all the other stuff. Was that ever a vision for you when you were kids? You know what? When I was young, I remember being a kid and thinking, oh, I'd like to do some of the acting stuff. But coming from the house that we came from, do you know what I mean? It never seemed like it was ever possible. I mm. think that now in the, the internet age that we have and where you can go and buy your own cameras, you can write your own mm -hmm. stuff, you can do streaming sites. There's a lot more opportunity for people to mm -hmm. do things now. I don't think there's any excuse for anyone not to do what they want to do. No. Just get up and do it. It's yeah. better to have tried a hundred times mm -hmm. and failed. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Keep knocking on his Yeah, man, I'm telling you, man, it, mm -hmm. it happens. If you keep grafting, someone will notice eventually. Mm -hmm. Something will happen. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, since you spoke as well about us, oh, why, why don't we have our own show? Why don't we have this? My brother has been on my back yeah. I'm telling you mm -hmm. you won't leave me alone about mm -hmm. it until one day I was like you're right bro mm -hmm. you know everything's I mean? timing look at the response mm -hmm. your brother got like really he was on fucking newspapers he was everywhere from mm -hmm. telling his story that yeah. mm -hmm. you've got scope there to then change the game it's just the mm -hmm. consistency and how far you want to take it. it's a belief like you said it's a belief system mm -hmm. to have that belief to achieve yeah. anything yeah. do you know what I mean like, for anybody mm -hmm. that's watching and they struggle right now Quince what advice would you have for them if there's someone you can talk to or take the opportunity because I'd I would have liked the opportunity when I was young. I didn't get the opportunity. Do you know what I mean? If someone would have like intervened and asked me what's going on at home, I might have been able to change my life. Do you know what I mean? So if there's someone you can talk to, talk to them, take the opportunity, man. Mm -hmm. What about yourself, mate, for anybody that's struggling? Anybody that's struggling, well, you know me, I'm I'm one of those hyper masculine guys. So <laughs> you know, I want to tell everybody just 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 man up. But um yo, there's light at the end of the tunnel, man. There's light in the tunnel. I've been there where I didn't think anything was going to happen and, and things were unachievable. But you can, if you just get up and you go, you can do it, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'd say um, people need to start setting realistic goals and start realising things don't happen overnight. You've got to keep knocking on these doors, mm -hmm. keep plugging away um, and just be consistent with what you do. And like he said, just ask for help if, if, it, is, if it is needed. Yeah. Listen, guys, for coming on today and telling your story and giving it a bit of mix and mixing it up a bit. A lot of people take advice from this and take a bit of inspiration. You should be proud of yourselves. You're still here. You're still here to tell the tale. These are moving forward. Leave the links in the description for these guys' social medias or YouTubes. Get following on. And listen, we'll do something together in the future again. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Pleasure, man. Thank yeah. you very much Listen, guys, absolute pleasure. Yes. Nice. Lord bless. Thank Stay you. lucky. Nice meeting you guys, man. Yeah. Yes, Podcast Network.